Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to NJS Space Podcast Program, Conversations on New Jersey Education. Uh, my name is Ray Penny. I'll be your host for this uh, morning's program. Uh, if you want to participate, you can dial 1-347-989-8904 and just press 1, and Robin, who's banning the switchboard, will get your name and question, and we'll pass it on. Or we have a chat room feature. Uh, in the chat room feature, you just have to log in with Blog Talk Radio. There's no fee for that. Uh, and you can just type in your question, and I'll pass it on to our speakers uh, and our guests. And uh, um, today's uh, program, I think, is important to all school districts, whether you're a board member or a school administrator. And it's on communication tips uh, for school districts with their community and their parents. Uh, and we have two people that I think are really uh, top-notch on this. Uh, first, we have uh, Dr. Matthew uh, Murphy from the Ramsey School District up in Bergen County. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. And we also have Laura Bishop from Laura Bishop uh, Communications. Uh, Laura's a consultant with Ramsey and other school districts. Welcome, Laura. Thank you, Ray. All right. Uh, Matt, first, before we get started, just tell us very briefly about uh, where Ramsey, you know, the demographics of Ramsey. Sure. We're located in northern Bergen County. We are a small to medium pre-K through 12 school district approximately 3,000 students, and this is my seventh year proudly serving as the superintendent. And Laura, I know you do communicate, I know you're working with uh, uh, Ramsey, but you do work with other school districts, correct? Yes, um, we are, um, it's our privilege to work with school districts statewide, um, and we're a small uh, public relations firm, there are six of us, and um, our niche practice area is in um, school and education communications. So um, we cover everything from uh, ongoing overall communications to bond referendum communications to crisis and issues communications. So that's our, our area. And we, and we enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> okay. Uh- uh, I started off by talking about it. Uh, uh, communication is really important, I think, nowadays for a school district. Uh, why is it important, though? Uh, Matt, from your perspective as a superintendent, what's the importance of that? Sure. Well, it's twofold. Number one, of course, in time of a crisis, it's very hard to develop a, an effective communication plan while you're dealing with on uh, an unfortunate uh, situation. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen very often in schools, but it does. More importantly, I think we need to do a better job of telling our story, specifically as it relates to public education, the importance of it, the why. So um, for me, we need to get out in front of what we're doing in our schools and more importantly, why we're doing it. Okay, and Laura, from your perspective? I agree with Matthew. 
Uh, I agree with Matthew, and um, it's also uh, engaging your community. So telling telling your story, um, getting your community, your parents, your students involved to share their stories. Um, and what we found uh, is often the communications, uh, the the need or the desire for communications is actually based in strategic planning. So we hear often in strategic plans that uh, communities and parents want a more um, rich communications program, a richer communications program than they're getting. They want to learn more about the district. And the more that you are um, involving your community and they understand what goes on in the schools, um, the, the more su the support you have. So that would be in budget, crisis, referendum, all across the board. Um, it, it really, and it also creates um, a, a stronger sense of community because the schools are often um, a, a hub and a point of pride in the community. Uh, well, okay. I, I think we all agree you need to have a good communication plan. But what are components of a good communication plan? Laura, why don't you just talk a little bit about that? Oh, co uh, components are you start with um, your the mission, uh, sort of identifying the mission of the district. But the components are the strategies and then the tactics. So um, it could include uh, so the broad range of communication um, tools from social media to traditional media to um, collateral materials, like maybe you would have uh, e-newsletters or a print newsletter or an annual report. Um, just those components will be part of the communications plan. But it, it has to start with the mission and goal or goals and then the strategies behind that, how, how to reach your community. And every uh, that's why it's important also to have community uh, participation or input because every community is a little different. Um, so it's not there's especially now there's such a strong focus on uh, social media and occasionally panic about social media, and that's just not um, the only the only way. It's also not the most um, important way that that your community receives information. Yeah, we'll we'll get to social media a little bit later on. Uh, why <laughs> yeah. are you? Uh, because that's a that could be a whole program in and of itself. Um, yeah, uh, Matt, is everyone in the district when you're thinking about communicating about the good things going on? And I know a lot of good things are going on in Ramsey. Uh, are you? Is the whole? Is the entire staff part of that process? Uh, thinking about that. Yes, it is. We're constantly talking about uh, making sure our community both parents and residents uh, who don't have students uh, presently in our school are, are told about what we're doing. And we do do it through a variety of uh, methods and strategies that Laura pointed out. And oftentimes as a board and as a leadership team, we go back to that communication plan that we developed with Laura uh, to uh, look at whether or not it's being effective or how we can improve it. And, and, and can um, I, can, we yeah, take sure. a step back to I, one thing that we did not talk about that I thought about as I was looking at the um, preparing for the program is um, we, we worked with Ramsey on a communications audit before we even that, that we based the plan on working with Matthew and his um, team. So, 
um, we looked at what what the district has already done in the past and and what um, what's successful and what we may want to change a bit. Um, Matthew, maybe you could talk about that a little bit too, because I really I think that's so important to kind of identify you know where where you were, where you are, and then where you want to be with that with your plan. That's that's a good point. Critical. Yeah. The, yeah. Excellent point, Laura. What we did is uh, one of the charges when I got here was to improve the communication with our community. And while I brought some basic and back then innovative ideas, the audit really allowed uh, our team to be reflective on, uh, the again, all the components and whether or not they're truly being embraced by the stakeholders and are they being implemented in the most effective way. And that really helped us identify the blind spots in our community in terms of communication. And also the, not just the mechanisms or the collateral, but the type of information we should be sharing. So that was really a helpful process for all of us. Right. Uh, and Matthew uh, just, just touched to touch on something too. The, the, the audiences are so important. Identifying your audiences. And um, that's, that was going to be my question. Very important. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Do you, do you, I, do you have the same message for everyone? Cause most people may not even have anything to do with the K through 12. They may be kids may be in college and they might be retired or they might even might have young kids who are one or two. So do you try to at least have them re try to reach them? Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, we can talk a little bit about the importance of reaching um, the pre-K or, or young families, young couples who may not even have children yet who are moving into the community. Um, when you move into a community, the schools are a, a top priority. So um, we have to develop messages for the um, families who may have not have children yet and also um, families who may be retired, who, who may have ch um, children who have moved on to college. And Matthew, we did a lot of work in Ramsey in that area. Yes, we've right? developed a, a program called Rising Rams, and that is specifically targeting those families who's, who have children from newborns to age six. Uh, to get them engaged in what is going in our going on in our schools ahead of time. Um, I just look back at my time. Uh, I really did not pay attention to the schools when my children were young. Uh, maybe that's because I wasn't sleeping um, and I was just trying to figure out how to be a, a parent. But um, we're really trying to educate our parents of um, non-age school uh, children ahead of time. And I'll tell you this, the parents nowadays love that. They're far more invested in schools than, say, 30 years ago. To Laura's point, they do move to towns like Ramsey for our schools, and they're eating up the information that we're sending out to them. So you're building a good relationship with the parents before you, before you have their kids. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I just want to go back one because – I don't want people. I think it's really important because Laura, you you really mentioned uh, kind of the message and focusing on the mission, and so everything that you put out is is kind of tied or connected to that mission. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes, yes, and the goal of the program and the mission, yes. Yeah, I mean, so in all of your – I mean, that's why a plan is, imp- is so important because it does lay the foundation and then it can be the roadmap or in more, you know, contemporary link of the GPS for, for your communication program going forward. And, um, and the idea, is too, is that it's a fluid plan, so you are able to look at it, you know, every quarter – halfway through the year and see what you may need to add or, or change. But um, to sort of think that you will be able to implement a successful communications program or initiative without, some, without a plan in place, it, it, it won't be as effective. And you want, you want that, the same messages, overall messages to um, carry through, but you will tweak it for your audiences. And I, um, for example, I, I, I if you're saying – yeah. For example, if you're saying a school district is sort of the hub of the community, then perhaps um, um, families who don't have students in the in the school district may use the track for 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 walking, right? So or um, attend football games. So that that's how you want to um, approach it. And what are the? Uh, I, I was just thinking this as you were talking. What are the vehicles that you use for Kim? I, I know everyone has a website and probably a social media page. What are maybe some other uh, vehicles for getting messages out? Um, well, well, you I know could, what? Email is used a lot, but Matthew, go ahead. You, I think you should talk about how you communicate. How the how Randy. right? So we we uh, we do it all. Um, <laughs> and we have a cadence to it, Ray. So after every board meeting, I send out an electronic newsletter called the Ramsey Review. So that happens either once a month or twice a month, depending on the uh, the board meeting. Um, our website is up and live. Uh, we are very active in social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we also have a print newsletter that goes out three to four times a year. And I'm going to share something that might be surprising. I think the best form of communication is face-to-face. So we Mm -hmm. have a very active, rigorous, community-based get-out, get-to-the-event that are not just school-based but community-based. So last night, for instance, we put on a parent academy supporting our LGBTQ plus um, community that was open to parents, students, and residents. And we purposely uh, do that so the people who may not have students in our schools are still feeling connected to uh, the district. So I think it's important not to forget that communications also means face-to-face communications. Right. I mean, often you talk about um, how important it is that you involve, if you start with your internal audience, your staff and your um, food service um, staff and custodians and bus drivers, you hear it's still critical that um, if um, oftentimes parents only first um, encounter with the school district is with the bus driver. And they're they're an important part of your school district that, should not be overlooked. Oh, so it's the entire staff. Uh, one other thing, uh, do you have to continually put out the good things that are going on? I mean, I know you're a K-12, so there's things going on in 
at every grade level. Do you try to put out the good news uh, on a regular basis uh, of maybe a student winning an award, uh, an athletic team winning a championship, uh, the school play? Is that something that's – there's always something being put on the Facebook and social media, like on a daily basis? It is. Um, I, so you have the schools that are actively – highlighting student achievements, both academic and scholastic and club and community service. And then you have the district putting out more broader news. But it's something I want to tie it back to what Laura said about the communications plan and the mission. We we spent about 18 months uh, right before Laura came on board uh, identifying our what we call our profile of a Ramsey graduate. And we engaged the entire community, over a thousand participants actually, very proud of this, in which we came together to really be explicit about what do we want our students to be able to do by the time they uh, graduate uh, Ramsey in 12th grade. And then now we tie everything back to that. So it's so, for instance, mm-hmm. last night I had the president of the uh, Gay-Straight Alliance speak at our parent academy. That's part of our profile, putting students on the big stage, highlighting them. They, they were able to practice their speaking skills, the confidence. So everything needs to tie back to Laura's excellent point of what is your mission. And so, Ray, when we're putting out that information – it's not just that our sports teams are very successful and they are in Ramsey, but nowadays to be a scholar athlete, to to be on a varsity or any uh, scholastic uh, program and be a good student takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of grit. You have to have a lot of perseverance. It's just not being on a on a basketball team. It's everything else that you need to be successful in Ramsey. So it's not just highlighting the sport or the student achievement. It's making the connection to the bigger mission in Ramsey. Right. Oh, and uh, Matt, I want to go back to what you talked about, the schools putting out stuff on their own and then district putting, uh, having their message out. Uh, is there, is there um, in that communication plan, who can put out the message, uh, like within the school? Is that uh, uh, a teacher can put out something from their classroom? They all understand the kind of the rules, or does that go through the principal? Or what's the mechanics of who decides? Sure. Well, we do. We we do like all districts have a um, strict, you know, policy about social media and so forth and student privacy. However, though, we embrace telling the story. So our teachers are encouraged from the very beginning to use multiple forms of communication to tell their story, to tell what's going on in their classrooms and why. Um, So it doesn't have to be cleared by the principal, but they do realize that they're representing the district and, you know, all the proper policies and regulations are in are um, in place. For example, Twitter, we have over 400 families um, now on our Twitter feeds. That's amazing. Um, Instagram, 
obviously is popular in Facebook, but just think about that. 400 Ramsey families are following our Twitter feeds, and they're getting up-to-date information about what we're doing in our schools and why. Mm-hmm. Well, and, right. uh, I would, and I, 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 would, I think I that's important. Parents that... love that. Do the parents yeah, love I, seeing I, their I, teachers put this stuff out? Because I know when I was, it's been a while, but when my kids were in school, anything that was positive in the school, I just love sharing with the rest of my family and everyone I know. So does that happen? It does, and I think young people really get a bum rap in today's society. Um, because oftentimes on the big big news channels, you only hear about children making mistakes. Uh, so I think I actually feel encouraged about young people. I think uh, um, they're doing wonderful things both in our classroom and outside. So I, I think it's part of a broader message for us that um, – we need to celebrate our students' successes, and I, I do think the community enjoys it. I agree. I agree, Matthew. I think that's so important. And, and helping to identify stories that may not be typical. I mean, it's really important to celebrate Read Across America, but there are always throughout the year um, students and teachers and other staff members doing um, amazing things that are not always identified, um, you know, quickly or, or identified at all, right? Because someone doesn't see that as a story to tell. And th- those are the things that really can capture um, the communities and the media's attention. Yeah, I would think the community, like someone of, uh, who's been, hasn't been in school for a long time, their image of school is what their their classroom from 30, 40 years ago, whatever it was, and messages like this, those unique messages in the unique classrooms might really say, wow, this is education is more dynamic than I thought. Right. And, you know, the other group that um, the other audience to engage is alumni um, that we often talk about um, can add so much to um, your communication and support for the district. Uh, Laura, I do want to ask one. You know, uh, Ramsey's a bigger district, sure. K twelve. What about like a small district? I know you work with some smaller districts as well. Is there a different yeah. book? Say it's a K eight, one building district. Uh, is there something, any different recommendation uh, for them, or is it just do it on a smaller scale? I think it's just do it on a smaller scale because you still have to identify the same. Um, you still want to be grounded in your mission and have strategies in place. Um, and, and actually, I think it's always celebrating that district. So if it's a small district, there are there are advantages to being in a small school as well. And in a small district, there are advantages. You know, what is what are your advantages? What are the strengths? And what what um, does that school bring to the community? It's it's not a it's not very different. And um, we were sort of we were talking about Twitter and just the communications. Um, channels, um, it's always great to repurpose the messages or repurpose the, if a tweet is really interesting, for example, recently with another district we work with, I, um, a preschool teacher posted her kids, all a, a group of children at the window watching the first snowflakes. And that was on Twitter. And I just thought if, 
if their district were just starting to work with, I, we would have maybe done more with that. You know, I mean, it was a beautiful image of these kids. It was so sweet. So there are opportunities there where you could maybe send that to the local media or just make sure you push it out, push out the message. And that's a little story there. That's a vignette, you know, of what's going on in the, in the, in the, in the classroom that this teacher took a few minutes out of the, out of the, day to have her student there her kids were at the window watching the first snowflakes it was very sweet so there are so many stories and that just that talks at your heartstrings you know you're just like oh <laughs> so, yeah and I, I just and, want to tie back to what matt said uh do you encourage because uh, i have found sometimes uh administrators are a little afraid to let go of control but if the teachers understand the mess the message of the district the mission of the district they can tweet out images that are just immediate because you can't really go through a whole big um, approval process. Sometimes those moments just happen. Um, Exactly. Do you find Mm -hmm. that most most teachers really embrace the concept of it and there's not really as much of an issue as people may think? It isn't in the districts where there's a confidence that that this is a new – you know, this is just a, another way of communicating. And if they are, um, if they're committed to the to the school and the district, and they understand the policies, then sure, I I think it's it's much. I, I think there's um, a little too much fear around it. Okay, I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And, 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 uh, and, and Ray, could I just add something though? That one one um, method of communicating that we did not discuss and that we've done. Um, very successfully in Ramsey is video. Um, that is so powerful, and you can produce a two-minute video and then also excerpt from that for social media. And Matthew, maybe you could comment on that. Sure. Um, as as my confidence grew with social media, and I re- I realized that the future really is in visual images, right? The power of Instagram, the power of Snapchat um, is the image. And they were quick to embrace the technology of video. So we have embarked on really using video the past 12 to 18 months in a way that is trying to tell our story, but in small clips. Um, of really powerful teaching moments, and it's it's been a lot of fun to um, identify those uh, moments and then see it being flipped out into our community. And it's not nearly as difficult as uh, one would think, and um, it's growing in popularity uh, with us. And I would add, I, I've seen some districts do short videos. And in and, and 90 seconds, they create a image for a positive uh, image for that district. And I may not have been in there, but you can you can sense that this is a good district just by that 90 second video that the teachers are on board with the students. Is is that something that you see too? That the, these short videos just create a great image for the district. I think they do. If if you go to our, our website or our YouTube channel, I think you very easily get a, a glimpse of what we're all about and what our core values are. 
Um, and I think that's so important for the community to know what the values of that school system are. And it conveys a, a message that is positive and um, one of confidence. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, uh, but if anyone's uh, in the chat room wants to ask a question, uh, they can just type in the question. I'll pass it on to uh, Matthew and or uh, Laura or both. Um, and if you have a question, you can dial one three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four and press one, and Robin will get your question to me. Um, we were talking really positive things, but uh, sometimes every once in a while, not something will go wrong in district. It could be something small. It could be uh, uh, you could have mold in the school that you didn't anticipate. There could be a, a, a outage of power at a school. Uh, when something goes wrong, uh, I would assume that some of the things that we're talking about now set a good. Uh, you know, foundation for belief in the school district, but how should a district respond when something goes wrong? Uh, and how should they, what mechanics, do they put the word out through Twitter uh, or Facebook or everything? Who wants to go first? Well, well I can... Go ahead, Laura, go you, ahead. Well, I... You gather the... You kind of take a step back, gather the, um, the facts, um, but we always say um, kind of try to get out ahead of it. So at least have uh, a statement prepared or a message prepared to go home. I mean, your first two audiences in the school district would be your staff and then your parents. Um, so just prepare uh, a statement or a response that's clear and um, honest. And also if it involves law enforcement, if it's an issue in, in that area, then you can you you work with um, local law enforcement or the state police if that happens to be the the the, the um, group that you're working with. So, so you you coordinate with everybody who may be involved and um, have your statement prepared and ready so that you're not reacting. And also for school administrators, kind of don't even if it may not um, rise to a level of a crisis, kind of don't bury your head in the sand and think it might go away. It actually may go away. It may not get any legs, but it's much better to be prepared with your statement and have everything ready in case, in case it um, is exacerbated. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And one of the things that we're seeing from a district perspective, not just in Ramsey and knock on wood, we haven't had many of those crises, is um, you have to be quick to respond with information, even if you don't have all the details, meaning we're on top of it, we know the issue, stay tuned. Because what I'm finding is with communication vehicles, i.e. social media, the community gets wind of something and they run with urban legend or myth. Um, mm -hmm. While it's important to have the facts right, it's also important to acknowledge that the school district is on top of it. The police, if it involves the police, we're, we're working with the police. Stay tuned. We're gathering facts. So to Laura's point, you don't want to send out misinformation or or facts that are inaccurate, 
Um, so this is not a but, it's an and. I have found you have to quickly acknowledge the issue that you know of the issue and you're working on a solution or um, will get back with information. Otherwise, the community thinks that nothing is happening when in fact a lot is happening. There's a lot of mm -hmm. communication. I can't share it with you right now because we're dealing with X crisis with the police but know that all the experts are involved and we will share the information once we have it. Mm -hmm. That's what right. I would add to that. Yeah, I, uh, and I, I, I'll reiterate, I think if you build the foundation of communicating on a regular basis, uh, the district will have, uh, the community will have more faith in the district because uh, you're building up that goodwill uh, with all the other things that we were talking about. Uh, I agree. I get. I get a question from and, board members and Ray, a lot. Can I just comment? Can I yep. just comment quickly though about this? We talk crisis a lot, but um, there are school districts deal with so many issues that can be, you know, that can get out of hand, or there will be rumors, and it's really just an issue, something simple like a student prank that um, is exaggerated, and as Matthew said, urban legend. So that's not really a crisis, but it's something that you want to. That actually helps build that confidence. You responded. You're, you didn't just ignore it. You responded um, with a statement, and then it can, and you move on. And I think that builds confidence. So if a, a, a serious crisis occurs, they they know that they they have trust in in the in the district and in the administrators that they're handling it. Uh, I get questions, and Matt, this will probably be more for you from board members. Uh, they see something on one of the local uh, social media sites that erroneous information about the school district and they re really want to they're so tempted to say to, to correct everyone <laughs> what's going on um what's your recommendation when something uh, and we all have community forums where maybe some misinformation is being spread and misinformation can go just as fast as good information maybe sometimes faster uh <laughs> what should be right. the district's response yeah, so I, I often say you, this is probably going to be shocking, Ray. I don't have my own Facebook account. However, <laughs> Matthew Murphy is on Facebook all the time in that community. <laughs> uh, in that community, uh, Moms and Dads forum that you're referring to. Here's, and I'm probably going to share something that most of my colleagues probably have a slight disagreement with me on. I don't think you can let inaccurate information go without being ad without addressing it. However, mm -hmm. that's very different than getting into a conversation about opinions or issues that are subjective. So we just went out and successfully passed two votes, one for a $43 million referendum in December of 2018, and just recently a budget vote in November to bring full-day kindergarten to Ramsey. So within 10 months of each other, we went out for two significant votes, and ironically, they both received almost to the 10th the same community support of 63.4%. During that process, if there was something inaccurate stated, we made sure that 
it was uh, um, the, the, we didn't argue. We just stated the fact. So if if someone posted on on Facebook that the turf replacement was three million dollars when in fact it was eight hundred thousand dollars, we didn't say you're wrong. We didn't say uh, please get to know your facts. We would state. The cost is $800,000, and to find out all the information, please visit our website that is dedicated to the bond referendum. So I know my colleagues differ on me. I just cannot I, – I don't think inaccurate information should just be glossed over. However, I don't engage in this sub, you know, something that is subjective or opinion-based. I agree Laura, with, you have any- with that. You know, Oh, yeah. And Matthew, you really struck on um, a key point is um, correct it and then direct them to the accurate information and more details. Direct them to your website. Direct them to the more accurate information. But don't get into a, you know, back and forth on social media. And, and, I, and it should come from uh, an administrator or um, someone designated to, to respond to um, any in, erroneous comments on on Facebook. Um, that's where we see it the most, don't you think, Matthew? That's where you... Yes, yes. Yeah, and, I, that's uh, usually our recommendation, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Ray, believe it or not, and I have no research, but just my experience has been it has really um, decreased the amount of um, inaccuracies in in the forum, meaning parents now are less or community members. I just don't want to say parents are less prone to throw out these absurd statements when they know they're going to be fact checked. So Mm -hmm. I have noticed a real, real shift in our community that spirited debate is great, but when it comes to the facts, that they're taking more time to get information, um, knowing that facts do matter. Again, if you wanted to vote for the referendum, okay, that's your right. This is America. Vote yes or no. But just know where the what the facts are, and please know that facts do matter when it comes to public education. That's great. Okay, that's a. Uh Really good uh, point, and uh, I think uh, I'm going to say this again. By your communication plan going all the time, people trust the information that you're get, giving too. So I think your communication plan is building trust with the community, um, which I think is really important for them to believe what you're saying. Um, right, and and you know what, Ray, the the important thing is you mentioned earlier about sort of sharing the good news or telling good stories. I that's that balance and. If you are dealing with an issue or a concern and you're honest and you address that as well and you're, you're open about that, then, um, then that, that's what builds trust. I remember years ago I heard a, a public relations representative from a school district say, oh, all I do, my job is to share the good news. And that was incorrect. I mean, that, you know, that, that, that was the only focus. And that it can't, it, you need to balance it because that, that's what builds trust. Yes, yes, and I, I think that's the key. Um, is, if, let's uh, we're getting towards the end. A couple of points. If someone, if a school district is uh, 
wants to revamp their communication plan or feels, you know, we haven't really have anything organized. We really want to get started in this. What are some recommendations you have? I know you talked about the audit, but um, anything Mm -hmm. else? The audit, um, also link it back to your strategic plan. I mean, if you have a strategic plan in place and it, and it has components in there that include communication, you can go directly back to that link, make sure you're linking it. And, and the other components, actually, of the strategic plan, how does, how does your communication plan support your, um, your strategic plan that's in place? Um, I would okay. add video. And I think um, I th- um, Matthew is also correct about the face-to-face being so important. So it's important for you to consider, for a district to consider what organizations their administrators or their teachers um, or their parents are involved in outside of the school. So um, your local chamber of commerce um, should know what's going on in the district, your local businesses, your rotary. You should be involved in, in that area because a lot of times um, when I'm at a chamber of commerce meeting, um, I hear comments that um, just generally about public education in New Jersey that are incorrect, that are inaccurate, and are not reflecting my experience or our firm's experience with all the school districts statewide. Um, and, and one other thing that I wanted to go back to is Ramsey is um, a high-achieving district and is doing amazing work and has a, uh, a solid reputation, Matthew, correct? But um, I think that districts that may struggle with um, a, a reputation or an issue or they are not, they, they are not um, as their community doesn't appreciate what they're doing. That's really important as well, because I know when, um, if you move to a community and you, you're not, this is why it's important with the preschool, you move to a community and you're not getting information about the schools and you're just going on rumors maybe, and maybe um, um, like the realtors don't have the accurate information. You really don't know what's going on in those schools. So it's, it's important regardless of what type of district you are. And Matthew, actually, can I move back to quickly? Because the, the, real, the real estate community is very important. Yes. Right. And Matthew so can talk about we, that. <laughs> yeah. We, we are doing in March a uh, realtor breakfast where we're um, going to more or less give a primer to all the uh, local realtors about what is going on in our schools, the, uh, you know, facts that they, that will help them explain the school systems, uh, school system to them, what's going on, what is innovative and what's on the horizon. So I think Laura, to your point, that's a great, uh, part of the stakeholders that I think school districts should engage in. And plus, they provide very good feedback to me about their clients' perceptions of our mm-hmm. schools. Right. Oh, that's and important. I can give a shout-out yeah. to Rancocas Valley Regional because they've done a, a couple of at least two, maybe three, realtor breakfasts, and they've been high, highly successful. And it's just a wonderful to have the ROTC greeting the – realtors and they, they're a regional district so they invited the regional board members in and um, local mayors so it's really a, it's a great way to build um, build community engagement and commitment 
Okay, we're coming to our last uh, minute or so. Uh, any final thoughts uh, or uh, hints before we uh, close? I, w- I would end with this. Telling the story, telling your school district's story is imperative. It's non-negotiable. I thought I was on top of all the communication vehicles until I met Laura Bishop, and they helped me take it to a whole different level of understanding. So there's no way we could have been successful without uh, Laura Bishop communications. I cannot speak highly enough about them. Oh, my gosh, okay, Laura, thank you. <laughs> Laura, I, I can hear you blushing. Uh, and, uh, I am so, blushing. Uh, so, so uh, any final thoughts? I think, it's, I, think, um, I think my final thought is I just want to um, emphasize that districts, school districts in New Jersey can have a public relations program, that it's, it's permitted and it's important, um, or communication program, it's, it's critical to your to a district's success, and um, okay, we just we're yeah so <laughs> have such a commitment right. to public education in New Jersey. Yep, uh, that brings us to the end. I, and I would add one thing: I think it needs to be a focus of all districts. That if it's not a priority, yeah. you're not going to get it done. So you, when you do your strategic plan, when you do your goal setting, you need to make it a priority. And I'd like to thank uh, uh, Dr. Matthew Murphy. Ramsey. Thank you, Matt. You got it, Ray. Thank you. And I'd like to uh, thank Laura Bishop. Thank you, Laura. Oh, you're welcome, Ray. It was such a pleasure. Okay, that brings us to the end. And I hope you all enjoyed this uh, podcast. Bye now. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.